Greetings. Today, we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 17th Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with the daily life in Costa Rica and the many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting for a while, how one acquires their legal status, etc., etc. Becoming a resident of Costa Rica is truly an involved process. More and more individuals and families are thinking about it now and are actually starting the process. Many people are moving to Costa Rica this year. There seems to be so much stress and a need for change in one's lives all over the world. And Costa Rica seems to be that Pura Vida lifestyle oasis, a land of tranquility, an easy, laid-back life, and a strong desire for a more sane and peaceful time for all who care to make it happen. Today and throughout the coming months, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his entire team have helped hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that's involved with the process for many, many years. He's truly an expert, a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm so happy to have him here with us. We're in the process of recording a series of Q&A type episodes. Each episode will address and answer a few questions regarding the residency process, what you can expect when living in Costa Rica, and so many other topics from A to Z. It should just about cover every question you have about the daily life that you're going to experience here in paradise. You're going to learn about how to begin the residency process, how it works, the time frames, and so much more. And most important, you're going to meet a new friend in Kevin who will indeed have your best interest at hand when you allow him to work hard for you. One of his clients actually told me it's like hiring someone to build a new home for you. <laughs> he and his team roll up their sleeves, and they don't waste any time in tackling the task at hand, getting you and your family ready to enjoy Costa Rica for the rest of your lives. Kevin, I say welcome to you for the 17th time. We're almost in, um, well, not triple digits yet, but we're getting there. We appreciate your spending a few minutes with all of us explaining what you know and what we need to find out. Well, I am here to ask you your questions, and I do it with great pleasure, Skip. I, I do like doing these little question and answer scenarios, and Having said that, let's fire away. Well, that's great. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Kevin, just to review, in our first 16 episodes, we discussed your personal history here in Costa Rica and how you got started in the business. And we also touched on many other important points. And we reviewed the three main types of statuses, how one determines what status to pursue and why you need to do this in the first place. And we went through some of the necessary things to think about how to start a bank account, does one need to learn Spanish and so much more? There's so many questions that come up in the course of one learning more about a country that they may live in for the rest of their lives. And there's no silly or stupid questions. And we appreciate your thoughtful answers and the simplest of questions that we're going to ask of you today. Again, we're here with our many listeners, and they're all eager to hear what you have to say. So let's get started. First of all, Kevin, why does Costa Rica make it so difficult? to apply for a legal status. Ooh, almost a loaded question in a sense there. Country is Costa Rica 
considered difficult in regards to paperwork. Pity the poor South or Central American or anybody for that matter trying to get a legal status in the US, it's almost almost impossible or a long, long, arduous journey. And I note heavily on when I say a legal application or a legal process. Now, Costa Rica is not difficult, it's thorough, and they get their answers answered, their questions answered before they give you the the status. It's thorough, but I can't say it is particularly difficult or could be really conceived as difficult. Involved, but not difficult. Well, that's a good answer right there. It, uh, <laughs> it just kind of makes it easy. <laughs> yes. No, but it's fact. It's there's a reason for every question, and it's not it's not a bunch of uh, newly arrived immigration officials trying to figure out what to do the next step. There's always a constant change, but that change is unfortunately not well uh, announced, but we learn very quickly what the changes are that we react to them. Typically, they don't make changes retroactive in costs, but their stance lately has been because there is so many changes required that they are saying not retroactive if you've been approved. So we think I had to go back to some of our clients recently and say, look, there's another $10 charge or another 12 or 10,000 colonial charge something like that because of a, a change in the program. But keep in mind, the government doesn't want to make it an obstacle course either. They are in the midst of going digital and that allows us to cut a lot of the paperwork and a lot of the time that we used to stand sitting in line waiting, standing in line waiting for uh, to get to the front of the line to submit an application. So those changes entail extra costs up front, but actually long-term it saves the, you, the client, you, the prospective uh, status seeker, uh, actually saves them money and time. Well, you know, I'm glad that we were sent that question though, because it brings up a point that a lot of people that we talk to, a lot of the clients that come in to Costa Rica for the the first time thinking about applying for their legal status, they think it is super difficult. And of course, it's a process, but it's not as difficult as they seem. And that kind of uh, meanders into this next question. Why is the or yeah, why is the cost to obtain a legal status so expensive? So you're probably going to tell me it's not that expensive. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Depends on who who you used. <laughs> It depends on who you use to obtain your legal status. Now, they, they, there is costs incurred because there is application fees that are set by the government. There's the lawyers required, required because, as we say jokingly here, one of your best friends you will ever have will be your lawyer because you see him so often. You'll see him more often than most often family members from your home country. The the documentation and such is a it's a process that has to be in your home country 
gathered up and apostilled and then brought down to us and we do we hire uh, official translators to translate those documents and then in mass take the documents and the prospect to our lawyer where we create things like a limited power of attorney which allows us to represent the client the prospect in in their presentation of documents to immigration we create the official formal letter of application we present the detailed uh, translated documents and such again pay the the fees the formal fees the etc cetera, etc cetera. but it in total is very very i don't want to use the word inexpensive because i don't want to i don't want to make people say yes but it's a special today is a dollar 99 and you can get as many status as you can there's a there's a time factor involved it's, it is it's time consuming but once you are in the once people like ourselves are in the group for a number of years we know exactly what the client the uh, immigration requires and we can price our our costs accordingly to how much time we would spend and as a result we're not talking you know uh, north american prices of uh, well we charge $475 a, a, a minute for our legal fees we we don't do that here it's uh, local pricing and local levels but for an individual looking for a, a legal status and incidentally it doesn't matter which legal status you're applying for when you deal with us because we charge the same price for all three of the most popular types and we do that for one reason we don't want people to feel that we're trying to persuade them into a different status to that to our benefit i.e. more money so we just charge the same amount do we we don't make as much on certain types of uh, applications because it's more time consuming but we do make more money on on the ones that are are easier because it's it averages out pretty well to the same number uh, or same percentages every year uh, per year on what types of applications we submit excuse me and kevin i know by talking to some of your uh, past clients that once somebody has an initial interest in speaking with you and getting your pricing I know that when you answer them through your email, you actually give them a password to the pricing on your website. And I've seen that pricing before, and I know that every single item is separate so that they can see exactly where each and every dollar is going to. That's a really good way to do that. Thank you. That's uh, We converted to that system several years ago after 20 years of trying to say, if you and your wife are and if you have some kids on on and on and on and people were confused confusion leads to indecision indecision means kevin has to go really work for a living instead of doing this kind of type of business therefore uh we spell it out and we spell it out very thoroughly again we we try to keep everything as quote as firm because we do quote you an official invoice quote when the person agrees to come on board, we try to make everything 
uh, firm price we can't with one aspect and that is the FBI report for Americans or RCMP reports for Canadians or the National Police Force from the country of the applicant. And that is due to the fact that various countries have more lengthy documents and various uh, applicants have longer rap sheet, <laughs> simply put, and they have to report it and it gets translated. Therefore, we can't give a, a firm price, but on a typical application, the 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 uh, translation costs less than less than a couple hundred dollars. What I'd like to end up with today is uh, this last question: Why does it take so long for the Department of Immigration to process an application? Yes. They're, they also are aware that it is a lengthy, ridiculous, ridiculously lengthy process, and they are taking gigantic steps towards reducing that length of time. We were advised earlier in the year that we can now submit pensionado and rentista statuses to immigration after we have the paperwork. The, sufficient paperwork at least, we can do it electronically. And this, we, we make an appointment electronically, they give us an appointment, we submit the initial paperwork, they come back and say, yes, we agree, submit the, the balance of your paperwork. And when we do that, and all the paperwork is, is, is complete, they, they ask for 90 days to review the paperwork, and that is to check some of the sources. Uh, Interpol, for example, the international, real international police force, and you know they'll see if there's a warrant out for your arrest from Istanbul or or, or Karachi or, or Greece, whatever. So they they do that the first 90 days. We don't even follow up for the first 90 days, other uh, or traditionally have not been for the first 90 days. Now with electronic uh, applications. We are dropping that down to between a month and six weeks to start the monthly follow-up on the file because human nature is, and we believe it's true, not throwing rocks at immigration, but if we don't, if we ignore your file, they'll ignore it too. So we follow up on a regular basis. But it's not, we are, we've been told that after the uh, final approval, to expect the documents within 90 days. Uh, do we believe that? Uh, we, we're optimistic that they will be able to do it because they want to get it done. And there's a, there's a very, very good reason also. Not only do you become a, a successful applicant, but then they start collecting, the country starts collecting your CAHA payments. And that's, that's, uh, that money is needed to keep the system uh, alive and well, so it's, it's to their benefit to get it done quickly also. And they are making gigantic strides towards it. We, we see the, the replies and such that we get on a regular basis, and that's, they're, stri they're, they're struggling but striving. Evan, we have at least 100 more questions in the bucket. And uh, just for the sake of time, we're going to cut it off today. But we sure do appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. And 
Folks, we have posted Kevin's contact information and his website address in the program notes that are associated with this specific episode. And I do urge you to follow up with him through his contact us page on his website. I'm also going to post today's recording of the Q&A session on his website as well. When you're ready to have all of your questions answered and your concerns addressed, and there are many of them, Kevin and his team are standing by to get started with your pathway to a new life in one of the happiest countries on the planet. By the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 16 conversations with Kevin regarding residency and life in Costa Rica. Again, so many questions that we've had answered already and so many to answer in the future. Again, all the links are posted at the bottom of the homepage of his website at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. And if you like what you've heard today, please share our QA session link with your friends and family. We love to share our knowledge with everyone who gets anything out of it. We'd appreciate your helping us get the information out there to all who care to listen. Finally, if you come up with any specific questions or topic that you'd like to have Kevin cover, let us know. Send your request to my email address at Costa Rica Good News at gmail.com. That's Costa Rica Good News at gmail.com. Kevin, thanks again. We'll see you soon for our next conversation together, talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica and so much more. Everything you wanted to know and were afraid to ask, we'll give you the answer. Hey, they Skip, should make a movie you. on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Skip, Kevin. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you. Bye-bye.